I think you could say this podcast is about the history of the second city. Despite my frequent attempts to steer the conversation towards the American Basketball Association of the early 70s, we tend to stay centered on the stories of the second city and to this point on its Chicago theaters. I promise, I promise I will have some Toronto people on as soon as they return my calls. Now, today's guests, Jane Morris, Jeff Machowski, and Bill Applebaum, along with a few others, hold a place of honor in the history of the Second City as founding members of the ETC Theater, and yet I found almost no evidence of this story being told anywhere in my six to eight minutes of research. Now, it's not as if the Second City doesn't do a good job of recognizing their history. If you're in any way famous and you so much as took a piss at the Second City, your headshot has probably been featured in some of their promotional materials. And honestly, the 50th anniversary event in Chicago was an incredible homage to the history and the people of the Second City. But there are still some parts of that history that may have gotten lost in the shuffle. That ends today. The story of the ETC is vital to the overall success of the Second City, as it proved that there was both the talent and the audience to sustain more Second City comedy in Chicago. And in fact, the Chicago comedy community has only grown exponentially since that first expansion. Pandemic shrinkage notwithstanding, obviously. And the odd path to opening the first ETC show embodies everything Second City is about. Independent thinking, disdain and disregard for authority, innovation, unnecessarily complicated rehearsal schedules, actors thinking they deserve more stage time as other actors think they don't deserve that stage time, and the breaking with the status quo. Now, if it were up to me, and it never is... I would place a plaque at the entrance of the ETC Theater, and it would read, In 1983, several Second City Touring Company members, and all the names would be listed somewhere there, with the secret encouragement and assistance of Joyce Sloan, wrote, directed, and produced a sketch comedy show against the wishes of Second City producer Bernie Sollins. The resulting show, Cows on Ice, was so successful that the Second City absorbed the company and created the experimental theater company that has been producing shows here ever since. Bernie still refused to admit that the show was good, but actions speak louder than words, Bernie, so you can eat it. Maybe you wouldn't have that last part on the plaque, or maybe you would. First time in this podcast that we've done this many people in here. In fact, I think it's only been one-on-ones for the most part. So individually, and just I'll start with you, Bill, because you're just across from me. How did you end up coming to Chicago and discovering the second city or, or some of these other people? Hmm? I don't know this story. Oh, good, no, I good. Don't. Well, learning. I'd always uh, improvised in shows, theaters that I did, and my oldest brother suggested that I try to go to either. He lived in Toronto, and I went and saw the Toronto Second City with, I think, Candy was in the show, and I never forget an, uh, a sketch about dust balls, which was hysterically funny. And... Um, you know, I got out of school and I was working in a theater in, in Cleveland. And he said, you should move to either Chicago or Toronto and see if you can work with Second City. So I, I went to Chicago in 77 or 78 and saw a show. And I said, yeah, I, I could do that. <laughs> and that 79, the winter of 79, I just moved to Chicago because I didn't know anybody there. Sure. Great time to move to Chicago yeah. too. Winter. In the blizzard. Winter. Oh, I was going to say, Huge I thought there was blizzard. a blizzard in 79. Yeah. yeah, that was. I don't know how the hell I know that. We're sledding out of their second You got to get into your mic yeah. there. Yeah. Sit her closer. 
Jane, uh, I know, Jane, I know that you are a kind of, you're a rebel and an iconoclast. And, and I think deep down, you're not going close to that mic because I asked you to. <laughs> so the thing about things right in your face. It's true. So you, so you mentioned that you improvised in plays. Was that supposed to happen? No. Okay. No. But I was horrible at memorization. Yes. And, and so I would make things up just to keep the play going. Or if somebody dropped their lines, I would pick up and... And so that show you saw, yeah, in Toronto, that must have been 75, 76. Well, I, Early I on. Think, they, I, I think it had just when they opened the firehouse, because I used to visit my brother a lot. So it was probably 72, 73. But um, you just then decided to take classes? I decided to take classes. I, I, I wrote to Joe, Josephine Forsberg. And okay, now this is the first, me- so we're, you know, we've got the Joyce mentions and everything, but this is the first time we've had someone communicating with Josephine Forsberg. I don't know how people couldn't. I, I mean, don't she, know how they couldn't. Every, she taught everybody. I mean, that, and she was Don't the f- only person who was she teaching. Was the, she was the only game She was the only town. game in town. Harold Ramis. So, right, she, right. so she was, and yes was she and Players Workshop? Joe. That's right. Yes, and it's Joe Forsberg. It's no one else. It's not Sharna? Oh, I'm kidding, everybody. Joe Forsberg. Yeah. Sharon, I love you. You don't listen. George Went, Danny Breen, you name it. Everybody. So Josephine everybody. Forsberg me, was me. teaching uh, at Second City? No. No. Yeah. She had a, her own. Players Workshop? Players Workshop. Players workshop. Right. Okay. And that has often been, because it was in the same building, wasn't it? No. 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 Oh, no. Well, the Players Workshop of the Second City, and it was in a church, a Unitarian church on Whatever that side street is over there. Yeah. And she also did classes out of her apartment or somebody's apartment, too, I think. That's Maybe. a very improv thing. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. probably might have been Murray Linnea. There. But uh, uh, Bill Murray studied with her, Harold Ramis, almost. And they all did that players' workshop thing. And, and it's, it's, so, it's so associated with the Second City because of those names. The Essentially, first, the people well, who did studied with her just first, went up the street. Those touring companies were hers. And then. Uh, Joyce saw a way to expand it and actually, because they were just like doing prisons and stuff like yes, that. Yes, a lot of prison shows it and, seemed like. And uh, uh, Joe, I mean, Joyce uh, hooked up with this guy in Michigan who was a agent and promoter, and she went through him. I forgot his name. but uh, And then she took over the touring company because she found a way to. Okay, yeah. that's that. that we're, this, there's going to be gems like this throughout yeah. this entire thing. So we've brought you. You're taking classes now, 1980, 1981, yeah, 79, with Josephine 80. Forsberg. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, you wrote to her and were like, "I want to move to Chicago. Can uh, I study with you?" Yeah, she wrote back, and uh, and then I moved. And I, the first class I think was March of '79. It's it's just amazing how like how personal it was. And, and it's only gotten less, and it's still, there's personal connections between the teachers and the, and the, the, the gurus, but you could just write, you could write a letter to basically the inventor, one of the inventors of the form and get one back. Well, because it was a real, it was theater. It was a community of people as opposed to a corporation. <laughs> we will get to you, Jeff. And actually, since you, you, you interjected, we'll get back to sure. Bill at the classes, but how did you find about it? Chicago, uh, and then we'll do Jane, and then we'll catch up. Well, I lived up. in Chicago. You're a Chicago guy. So, and my cousin, who was a writer for the Reader, and uh, oh, actually for the Seed, which was the hippie paper. Okay, uh, would I'd go visit him, and he'd play real the reels of Second City, like Severn Darden and stuff like that. And I, you know, I loved it. I had how no, did he get these reel the reels? I think maybe he taped them off WFMT. I don't know how he got them. But uh, he taught at Columbia, too, as a, in the writing department. Mm-hmm. Really 
So he's a writer, published writer and stuff, great guy. And uh, so that was my first introduction, but not a fan. I'd never been to a show. The first show I went to I, was Bill Murray was uh, doing the set. Mm-hmm. And he walked in. They're doing a set on landlords or something. And he walked into this place, and, and it was the neighborhood was Bucktown, which is my neighborhood. Right? And then he's, he's uh, shown this couple around. And he goes, oh, yeah, see those, those kids uh, hanging out in St. Hedwig's lot there. They're going to be drinking, throwing bottles and stuff. And, and I'm sitting in the audience going, that's me. That's me. He's talking about me. Right? Like literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. And uh, I guess he lived in the neighborhood for a short time. Ah, uh, and, and again, Bucktown is a kind of hip neighborhood. No. Uh, it is now. Yeah. When I was there, I got shot in the head. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I lived in Wicker Park well after you did. Yeah. Still very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly the college kids who moved there the year before throwing rocks through the windows of the college kids who moved there that year. So, so you were a local. Mm-hmm. You heard about it. I heard about it, and I went to the Navy at some point. I got drafted, and then I enlisted. <laughs> and when I got out, my brother who didn't deal with me too much. Uh, I was in his Volkswagen, and he's going, you're the funniest guy I know. Okay, thanks for telling me. Uh, and uh, he just drove, he didn't say much else. He drove me up to uh, the player's workshop and he opened the door and he said, you belong here. And I walked in and I watched a Joe Forsberg class and she was very nice to me and I joined the she classes. Was very nice. And uh, um, Joe, she was a mom. I started uh, improvising yeah, in four weeks. I mean, on in public. Not at the players' it's workshop. So I mean, it's crazy, yeah. like it how fast. Like yeah, I was. I I met. We shook hands. I was on a team the next day. <laughs> no teams. No, no, no. Right. You're just doing like a yeah. class yeah. experiments, yeah, kind of out in the public. That's trigger for me is the team thing because it's comedy plantation mentality. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Now there's the com. Oh boy, we could go into the socioeconomic, yeah. but first we got to. So that's how you were brought there. Did you take classes? I took classes, started performing immediately. Went to Columbia College, did a play there. What year is this? The year seventy four. Seventy four. So you proceed. I proceed everybody. everybody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're there in seventy four. Right. I, but I wasn't around Second City. But when you were talking yeah. earlier about the explosion. Yes. That was that is us. So so you so that's an explosion outside Second City. The explosion happens because you can't get into Second City. Right. Yes. So Jeff goes from he goes to the Players Workshop, but he ends up with the original Comedy Rangers, and he's touring with the original Comedy Rangers, and he's right. And, and then we're getting better press than Second City. We're you know we're all at one point we were in a an, an article about the three best. Uh, groups in Chicago and it, we hadn't met right. it was his group my group and um, a reification company was city limits but anyway oh. um, it was I know and uh, so <laughs> and um, I trust her memory uh, well he shouldn't but <laughs> we're soothing goth here cover. so anyway <laughs> so, so um, yeah so what happened was I went to Loyola University studied with Dennis Acek thought I was going to be an actor had a group of people out of college that we were going to like do theater and we got into this church well no no wait i take it back so i couldn't i couldn't get arrested in theater or mm. anything but i ended up with a group called a comedy group called uh the unnatural acts which we played hull house like his group would play and then the next week it would be us and we never met 
So this goes on, right? So then you're doing sketch comedy, both groups. No, no, no. The Unnatural X was sketch comedy. So at that time, all the club owners wanted you to do improv because the show was different every night. That changed later, and they wanted you to do sketch because they could review it. But at the time, they liked the improv. So we didn't do improv. In fact, we were shitty about that. We were right. We were like assholes about it. And so finally, when that group finally, you know, as groups go, there was a guy that like went, you know, let's do. So by now, we had a theater um, called the Chicago Comedy Showcase, which was in an old church building mm-hmm. on diversity. It was, and it was not far from St. Nick. And okay. so we thought we were going to do theater and we couldn't compete with David Mamet around the corner. Right. Or is it Mamet? I can't remember. Oh, because my friend always called him Mamet. Anyway, um, so we had this place, and we this one of the guys in the group, a guy named Kevin O'Connor, said what we what we should do is get uh, like a stand up with a following, and then we'll open for them. So I learned improv. I never was trained right. except Kevin, who every we came in twice a week for two hours. Did. Worked for on two games, went home and got, you know, went out and got drunk and did it again tomorrow. And that's what we do is drill, drill, drill. Improv games. Improv games. And we became a really good group, trial by fire, in this church, right? And then Noni Breen was going to go up to um, the main stage from the touring company. And she said, I haven't seen any funny women except you, which isn't true. I Chicago has some funny women. Well, there's but, a, the, there there is... There's a party that tries to keep that party line going. Tell me about in every it. town. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure, welcome, Jane. You can tell us my, more than I can. Welcome to my life. So, um, so anyway, so I, honest to God, when I first went to Second City, I could not tell the difference between the show and the improv. I didn't know what I was watching. Right. I was a complete like <laughs> a scrawny giggling poop, and uh, I auditioned, and I was scared shitless, and. Um, and I thought, what? Why are you scared? You do this every day. You do this every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Just do your thing. So and what? What time? And what? What year is this? This is well. We opened the comedy showcase in 1979. Okay. And but we were doing Unnatural X was like 76, and okay. then um, I think, and then because uh, I, I was still in college in like 75. So okay. anyway, yeah. So. So you were still doing, you are doing these shows kind of right out of college or in college at some point. We just wanted to, we had such a great camaraderie of the people that I worked with in school. But the Unnatural Acts weren't those people. Uh-huh. And those people, they were people that went to college together in Philadelphia, in uh, Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> so it was just, and I was the baby, I was the baby of the group. Everyone was 25. Oh, I was 23. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. They must have looked down on you. So so let's take it. I, I've, actually, I want to know, in the intervening years of 74 to, let's say, 79, when we can catch up with these guys, what, what, what are you doing uh, there? I took my GI Bill money and produced the show at the Grace Lutheran Church with Jim Fay, Larry Coven, Eric Forsberg, Bernadette Burkett, uh, and it was a sketch show that I directed, and I'd learned how to put up a show from Joe. I even lighting and everything. She taught you everything. Yeah. Everything. Mm. And uh, so we did that show. To, uh, uh, obviously, lost money. I <laughs> <laughs> got booted out of school because I used my GI Bill. Ah, to, uh, not to do. not to pay your school money. Yeah, and then. Uh, Jim Fay, I don't know. All how. those people you mentioned, every single one worked at the Second City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
at a certain point, um, this woman named Margaret Hunt, who produced the uh, Chicago University of Chicago comedy thing in 76 or something like that, uh, put us together and we did a, we were called the St. Vitus Dancers and we performed at the Hull House. This is probably 75, 74, somewhere in there. And uh, at a certain point we were done there. And Jim Faye said, you know, there's this comedy club out in Lyons, Illinois. We can perform there. And a lot of the group didn't want to do it, especially mm-hmm. the women. And uh, because it was, you know, it's a socially, it was like you, you go up somewhere at 2 in the morning and do and, and And did you say in Lyons, Illinois? Lyons. Is, is that like a, that's a burb? It's a, mer- yeah. it's a blue-collar mafia town as com- uh, opposed to Oak, uh, Oak Park. Oak Park, yes, right. yes. Uh, so, no Frank Lloyd Wright buildings. Yeah, it was the, a uh, pizza castle. It was a castle, looked like a castle. Pizza. People that played there were emo. Uh, you know, everybody that was doing stand up. So we were doing, we were doing uh, sets that were sketch and improv, and we were real good. And so they started paying us. And there was another place called the Comedy Cottage up in near uh, displays. Mm-hmm. Can so, I interject with one thing? Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really cool about that period of time, or for me personally, sure. was the, the comedy showcase that I ran had, it was, it was a church. So where the altar and shit had been, people sat on pews, called the pews, and it was this big, long stage. Oh, yes. A great big stage. I mean, if so it's an old church. else that you went, like Lions and Comedy, you were on a stand-up stage, like a postage stage. Right. You come here, you can run around. And as a result, we had a style that went out into the house all the time. And uh, we were very popular. We started doing colleges and stuff. Then we. So you were touring? Yeah, a little bit. And then we went to, uh, when Zany's opened, we were their house group. I I am unaware of this entire kind of, sounds like there was a, you know, whatever, Let's say alt comedy before the term was was our, our being group used. Created club comedy, not just our group, but the reification company, her company. Moving so in Chicago, this was comedy. happening, and and again, maybe you know, maybe you can point to the kind of overarching. There's Second City there that's doing this sketch comedy that kind of informs people, but there's still even in the uh, late seventies, early eighties. All these bars that later on would turn to bringing in just straight yeah, improv groups were doing this stuff. We were at, when I was with them, we were at Hull House, mm-hmm. right? And they were too. And then, oh, and then, um, and so we, the, the Unnatural Acts, when Hull House went down, we found a bar called Sheedy's. And they had this little weird back room. It had, you know, windows. on. It was like a corner. Yeah. And that little back room, we became... That like we made that a little theater and we did our shows there. So it's kind of like these these a lot of these places had their little house house group or whatever. So this idea of going into a church building and doing a play or doing or going into a storefront basically and doing theater. I remember when I got out of college, I I stage managed and ran tech for a a play that my upstairs at a bar. Yeah, like at this thing. Yeah, because it was just exploding because you just couldn't contain these people anymore which right. is how the etc exploded yes like, and then exactly so let's get well we're, we're headed towards that so let's take it to like 1980 are you guys all in a touring co- how, how oh, do yeah. no. tell well, me like, we generally tell me how you get together absolutely that. at one point we're we're all we're in the newspaper all the time her group my group the reification company we're constantly getting great reviews mm-hmm. and at some point someone started a rumor that i was moving out to california so i did 
And I ended up at the Groundlings. I was in the Groundlings in between. Ah, then, did you study with Gary Austin? Yes. I, I did a workshop with him once, yes. too. Yes, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm not going to... No, he was very touchy-feely. Absolutely. It's like Martin, right? Well, yeah, but, but yes, uh, some differences, mm-hmm. uh, but very different than Dell. But he, was a, he wanted to be Dell, and he would sit there and drink bourbon in the Groundlings class and get totally shit-faced. And, uh, you know, so my Groundlings experience wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And so when I had the opportunity, I did, I was the first VJ in America. VJ, yeah. Yeah, I did Michael Nesmith's thing called Pop Clips. So I, so it's I the did, highlight of his career. I did the uh, Groundlings and then my group, the Comedy Rangers, uh, I went back. And, to Chicago. And started touring with them. And then the uh, Second City, brought, Bernie brought the entire cast to Zanies to watch us. As George Went and Tim Kazerinsky. And a short time later, they hired Jimmy Faye, and then they fired, uh, hired me, broke mm-hmm. up our group, basically. That's well, what they would do. They would do that. On purpose. I mean, ultimately, that's good business. Mm-hmm. They didn't always do that. And later on, the groups were so, you know, they should have done, they, sh- they tried to do it with UCB, actually, years later, mm-hmm. but Amy Poehler wouldn't, wouldn't leave the group for Second City, yeah. uh, which they must have really, they still use her in the, the promotional materials yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh anyway so so peed there yes yeah well she they, they I, I found out in a previous episode that that i think she may have turned down or it was her or tina for the spot on the main stage again instead of just putting both of them up there um well, you have to have a pretty girl and, and a, a funny girl and a yeah a character actress yeah and and honestly i don't know what women in any company and you always time. have to have a guy who kind of looks like Bill or, or me or oh, Harold so. Ramis or, you know, the, the, the glasses guy. I call you guys the observer. Yes, you guys yes. You stand outside and... And then just comment on yeah. stuff. And, uh, yeah. Women used to, like, stand outside the stage door waiting for Bill. That didn't happen with me. I, no, I was, uh, I suspect, I was a little more alienating than Bill, maybe. <laughs> There's a, a spot in the companies I call the quarterback spot. And uh, in 30 Years War, which was one of the greatest... Second City shows and cast that was Rob Riley, mm. and uh, you could just see just physically and everything else. You, you see this guy running around through the middle, guiding the supporting. Boom, still funny. And, yeah, uh, I think I latched onto that role. Now back to Second City. Uh, I find out like great. I found out Josephine Forsberg is is really kind of preceding everything I was aware of. Planting these seeds, wasn't yes there. and. Right, Dell was in out San Francisco. In California. So, and he would come in periodically because I took Dell's classes too. And then when he came into town, you pay ten dollars to whoever his uh, gatekeeper. And was his gatekeeper right. at Second City at the time? Would they host no, the? the like he would just come in independently. It was independent. The guy's name was one of the guys' name was Lou Diamond. Well, that was Donnie's, wasn't it? He was in both. Mm. And, oh, was and, it? Yes, and also what's it? There's Famous another thing. guy <laughs> has a Polish last name that okay. also was there. And the great thing about Dell's class was he didn't care. And if you didn't have money, you know, maybe sometimes they'd let you. The bad the stuff about Dell's class, as far as I'm concerned, is it took like one every four weeks of his classes, you'd actually get something of value. And, and okay, so you're, that's your story, and you took his classes in 1980. Yeah. That story but, maintained itself throughout until I took his classes for a year, and it was the same thing. I'd say every class you get, you get a good story, you get uh, a lot of notes, uh, 
some, some, and then there's always maybe one thing in there that you're like, ah, so again, so he's doing this throughout the seventies and early eighties, kind of coming into town a couple times a year and doing a workshop. He also did Harold. He, and, and, and that's that what the, city, yeah. so second city would have him come in and do workshops with their people. He was, well, the, he was a director yeah. from time yeah. to time. And yeah. whenever he was in town, he would need to make some money or something. And then he would wander from across the street. And, and, and Joyce would probably give him some money to do a workshop with whoever wanted to take it? Uh, no, they took money at the door and, uh, you know, 10 bucks or something for what was sometimes four hours. Uh-huh. But sometimes that was because Dell didn't show up for the first two hours. Right, right. Uh, and I found him enlightening and uh, brilliant but mean. He just did terrible things to women in particular yep. and uh, other people. He it, was a pretty universally hateful person. Person. If if mm-hmm. he didn't if like, because I was studying with Joe, sometimes he would aim it at me. But I was pretty good, and then he had, had to kind of go okay. Um, so it was um, it, you know, it, it, it was a hodgepodge yeah uh, thing. I think it was seen more like uh, this is how you get in the second city now. Hmm. You know, be connected Del. to his way of doing things. You Pipeline. know that, yeah, you know the Dell way. He'll put in a good word. Oh, person was good. Well, he basically would. They were, that was a recruiting place. Larry Coven was in my class. Yes, and Bernie liked Larry. Larry, Larry's a brilliant guy. He was like a, a I think he had a PhD, mm. right, from Michigan. And he also was a. He still does sell books, like first editions. Now let's bring you guys together in. How did you guys discover one another? Uh, I'm well, sure now, you now you know, if people don't know, Jane and I Jeff was. are married now, but you yeah. weren't then. So no, we weren't then, but we, we, I met Jeff we, when we, when I was at the showcase, we never played anywhere else because uh-huh. that guy, he's passed away now, Kevin, and we love Kevin. He was fabulous, but he wouldn't let us play anywhere else. And you're like, I can make up the rules of my own theater. Why? What do you mean? I can't play anywhere. Else? Anyway, he quit. And the group. And we went out that Saturday. It was like, woo! And we went to Zany's, and I met Jeff that night. Now, Jeff uh-huh. was already in the touring company at Second okay. City, but I was not. And I was still like... And I played her place, the company yeah. showcase. Yeah. And I was still like... But we, like, met Matt then. Yes. So um, we, we had sort of, like, cross paths and stuff. So Into then the same he was already in the touring company, and I got hired maybe three months after that was when I came in. And then, I, I don't know... I. I was in a different touring company for a hot minute because Noni was didn't. it still was it red and blue or did they not have no, the we, we were, it was just it was, it was just, just this was group and this we group. were called Mean Co right Bitterco. okay Bitterco. yeah but yeah. we came to that that's oh, yeah. not we when we first no they they wouldn't be like let's put these people no. in Bitterco right. no. no but there was only one touring company and and um, I think. With interchangeable parts, and yeah, we were, inter- we became so there's like eight or nine actors maybe, and they're sending five out on a show. That didn't they were just about to go into main stage? Like when right. I got hired to replace Noni, she didn't go into the main stage. She decided not to. So I just languished at the Chateau Louise. That's a whole other story. Sure, she preferred right. to stay. You no, know, she had a baby, and it was oh. just too hard. Okay, and so um, you know, she didn't, but she did eventually go sure. into the main stage, and then I went into the touring company, and by then I feel like I. I don't re- see this is these memory gaps. Like, right. I don't remember not knowing Bill in the touring company. I must have. Yeah, but-, but I remember when I got hired and walking in to the first time, and you and Faye were sitting at the bar, mm-hmm. of course. And so Faye 
Hey, so who do you think is funny? What's funny to you? So Jimmy is like just riddling me with questions because he wanted to know. He doesn't whether, know this is your meeting him. Or you they, know him. No, I, I, I never. So this is your first meeting with my him. First but meeting. he knows this is the new hire the coming new hire. into the touring company. And so he wants to know if I've got legitimate comedy chops. Sure. He's, yeah, he's, he's grilling on the new guy. Who I like and who I, I, I've never forgotten. He's in the that. comedy rangers with me. Okay. And, and 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 who did you like, and did he approve? Yeah, I, I, it's like, you know, my feeling was, what are you, what are you asking me this shit for? <laughs> Why are you giving me shit, right? Yeah, I, you know, oh, fire sign theater, and he gave everyone shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, you know, but it was like, okay, fine, but I, I know that you were all there when I came in. Yeah. I, we just we were just on the road. I, I don't so remember it, how much. Yeah, but but you, again, it sounds like there's like there's kind of a mishmash group of you know eight nine actors, any six of whom could be on a gig at any time mm-hmm. as touring company people. It wasn't formalized like it was later on with a red co, a green co, a blue co. That right. happened while we were there though. Okay, because they got started getting so many. Gigs, gigs they right. we, they had then Redco happened. All right, and how are these turned down any touring gigs? Right. Okay, but so, and why are the gigs coming in more frequently? Uh, There's something I, in the management of the theater. Well, the, the Joe had, I mean, Joyce had that uh, guy in Michigan who was booking more stuff. Booking stuff, yeah. Right. And you're starting and to get getting, repeat gigs. We're getting uh, obviously we're getting good press out on the road, and uh, and it was a way to make money. Yeah. Oh, I, sure. The college gigs. There was that college. Uh, conference NACA okay yeah. yeah right that would hire things and and that's, that's part of it. did you guys perform at NACA events no. I did uh, at uh, it's the comedy rangers I did. but oh okay so that's way back then they were doing the NACA shows so you know Joyce was that's why the van was there and we'd drive she to places van, yeah, yeah so at a certain point so this is where it goes from again it's like the people sometimes even I know in the early days they would take the stages to the prison for a show not even before the tour co. I think they did a couple of those. I toured with the main stage company when I was supposed to be in the main stage company, but wasn't. Cause right. We were just going out and doing hotel gigs yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I did that before I went like on the So road again, even the main stage company would some, and because there weren't enough gigs. It was gigs. a touring company. It wasn't like we were the first touring company. No, no. That, but, but we were, it wasn't that old. But it also sounds like it wasn't like you three are understudies, you six are the tour co members. It was like, we're going to take who we can get. Because it was still, it was nothing was formalized well, it, enough. It, it, it depended on your relationship. Where you with were Joyce. politically that. with Joyce or with other company members. That's right. But that's kind of the advantage here. Where if you say, "All right, this is Blue Co. and there's a gig," the six Blue Co. people are expected to be on the gig. If it's kind of amorphous and everything, Joyce can just again, you can use politics or whatever to pick your cast. But even when it was Red Co. Blue Co., it was still like that. And people like swung back and forth and shuffled back and forth or, oh. you know, people got in trouble on the road and they had to pull them out. Right. Stuff like that. So right. like there was all, all manner of things. And it, it was always it, like a lot of times there was like somebody that they didn't know what to do with. Yes. But that's, they, yeah. they were good. That's an eternal they, kind of. Yeah, or so there was somebody wanna, inside that would report everything that happened. Oh yeah. On there the was road. always a mole. There, there was, was always a, a mole. mole. Yeah. Every which, company. Which also impacted since we're headed there anyway the almost not opening of the ETC. 
because of internal like oh the mechanics of that all right we got to get to that because i know that's what i've been promising but the intrigue we can uh but but i want to know give me an example of you don't have to name the name but of a mole call out of something on the road i'm not going to tell you who they were well, I'll tell you events. Yeah, tell me the event that got called so out. I don't need to know who it was. An event, and it, I guess it is kind of a uh, not a professional event. We were at uh, Yale, uh-huh. a, a club near Yale, and uh, Jimmy liked to drink. And, yes, uh, he went to play highlight all day there and got blasted. And we were about to do the show. Oh, and then we went to. Okay, so we we're about to do the show and. He did the first show. Right? Yeah, he did the first well, show. Yeah, and then he went out to a, uh, we had to pull him a, a radio yeah. station, and Jimmy was really blasted by them. And he started pulling the, this guy's albums off of the walls. Uh huh. And the uh, yeah. Him around. Oh. And then he got. We got back to the thing, and he passed out in the van. It was just me and him. And yeah. He passed out in the van. And I walked in, and I said to the stage manager, "I said, okay, Jimmy's out. Let's do the rearrange show. the show." Yeah. And. He's, he was outraged, the stage manager, stupidly. And he went out and he carried Jim in. And uh, we went, uh, we did the first thing, which is a cast scene, you know, yeah, yeah. he went on the stage. And when the lights went down, Jimmy was still out there sitting in a chair. Oh. So I went out there and improvised and made, made it a, into a make a song. Make, it was actually yeah. one of the most amazing events ever. Yeah. I well, couldn't see it, but I could hear it. Sure. And then just like take him away, and then he well, passed well, the out lights again. went out. Yeah, went over my shoulder, and I took him off stage. <laughs> so we, that was an adrenaline improv moment. Yes. Yeah, but we would keep that would have been quiet. Yeah, right. Not not anything that got back. Mm-hmm. Except for various moles that we had. That's, uh, often it would be the stage manager who, whose job is kind of to be the mole. Yeah, but I don't but think But that's not always who it, it was. Wasn't. Okay, all right. So no. A lot of times we had people in the cast that weren't very good, that were just there for... Well, politics and things that are kept there for a reason. Uh, no, no, they're there to report. That's the same thing. That's there that's their in the... Gee, that hurts the show, though. Uh, and now, to be fair, Jim, Jim Fay. Great improviser. Great improviser. Brilliant. Yeah. Well known, and and everybody who has met him talks about him that way. And drinking is ultimately what ended his they life. Killed right. Yes. Killed him. Literally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's. I mean, his story is one that kind of you know is not tragic. Oh, it's certainly tragic. Uh, it's not super frequent, but it's not completely rare in the world no. of the Second no. City and stuff. So the touring, uh, you know, it's 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 in its kind of beginning to be what the touring company now is where they're getting more gigs it's more regular they have to formalize it a little more and so that that is the first indication that there's a little more appetite for some of this comedy and as you're describing the atmosphere in chicago at the time that also tells me that of course there was going to be a big city like chicago this theater and stuff but i didn't quite know that this type of comedy and where we were headed with with improv and sketch was happening outside of second city in Chicago, but it, it, you like tell me. crazy, like crazy. Yeah. And that's where, and, and again, this answers to me where they were drawing all these people from, because again, in my time, it was pretty much straight drawn out of IO. Mm-hmm. Like hmm. nine out of 10 people were mm-hmm. entrenched there. And that's where they got really good. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have, you know, except, ex- but that was kind of the world. So you guys were populating all these independent places and they were pulling from those things. Because again, Second City was known enough that its audition would draw right. these people. Now you're touring, probably not making a living off of touring. 
No. No. It's 50 bucks a show. Right. And and the shows are... That ma- was my you know, living, though. You could have four in a week. I mean, I wasn't making a living off the show, but that's what I was, I was still working on. Money no. Yes. And, 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 and it's hard to do that, though, to keep your schedule when it's like, yeah. oh, I got to be gone Tuesday. Yeah. But what brings us to... So let's get to this now, um, where you're touring and there's this space here behind the main stage that... Paul Sills, Paul Sills had been doing yeah. some did what? some story theater and then the practical and, and the, the practical, practical theater company was and Paul was holding workshops back there too yeah Paul did but it, but it sounds like it wasn't built out like it is now it's a little kind of rough uh, shot I don't know it was, no, it it was, was much they, like it is now uh, and, yeah. yeah pretty much uh, it wasn't I mean not now Paul it's all built out now yeah Paul made the stage cockeyed right, right? which it still is yes right. yes uh, and then uh, the practical fixed it up a little bit and. Uh, um, Those seats there in the back were there at the time? Uh, I don't know if they had the railing in the seats. They may have just had I all cabaret did. style. I, I think like they, they did. did. Oh, at, first I think Paul, at first Paul had, it was in the round, because I did story theater mm-hmm. with him back there. And there wasn't any of that infrastructure. Yep. Right? Uh, but at but a certain practical. point, they built the stage. And it might have been the practical that it, built it. That yeah, put it out. It, and it they, and that been. was a company that basically rented out that space? Uh, sh- Sheldon Patinkin, who's everybody's godfather, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, he's still with the Steppenwolf. He's tried to get us together oh, with yeah. him. He was with the Practical. He's trying to get everybody together on the same page. Although they were, everyone's very competitive and very much their dojo. Sure. Right? And uh, so, but he saw the value in in intermingling. That's right. And mm-hmm. he'd convinced Bernie to put up the Practical Theater, and they. They did it, and they did a good job, and then they all got hired uh, to by, SNL. By SNL, yeah. yeah. Because Bernie would not let Lorne see his main stage company. And those guys probably got pissed. I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like th- denying an opportunity. I mean, I guess you could say, now were they on an equity contract? They were, but, uh, but I, Bernie I, was trying to do that. television. Yeah. And he didn't want to let those guys go, although mm-hmm. the television stuff never happened. Well, that, that's another thing that happened every five years. And that's so. right. Yeah. But he was protecting his main stage guys, uh, who I'm, still, I'm sure they still resent it to this day. <laughs> and uh, they hired Julia and uh, Brad. Brad, Brad and, and, Gary and, this was, and, and these were some Northwestern. They were all yes, from Northwestern. They, were uh, all they probably the, were on that Meow. 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 Rush Pearson was probably the best of them, and he and didn't, he didn't get hired. Mm. He missed. He missed the show when the. Oh, they, yeah. but they took everybody else. Yeah, they took everybody else. So they took five, six people from this show, Northwestern again, and, and they're nice people. And they're they did some scenes that I really went. That is brilliant. They did the scene yeah, where the, everybody really comes in. It's like a country store, and everybody's coming in with a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> And it was just, it was hilarious. And again, that WAMU show or the Meow show, whatever mm-hmm. that was there at Northwestern that they do, that that was heavily influenced by like Second City mm-hmm. out to there. Mm-hmm. And then those Northwestern guys started Boom Chicago. Mm-hmm. All those practical theater people would have been working at Boom Chicago Absolutely. before they even had a chance to do the show in my day because yeah. they, they always take a Northwestern. And, and, and Sheldon <laughs> directed them. He directed uh, some, he, he did the workshops for Steppenwolf. He did workshops for us as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, that the ETC actually started before that even happened because we were on the road. Sorry, we, we were on the road, time. and we were getting more and more bitter. And our bitterness was because this is as you're becoming bitter, co. We're becoming yeah. bitter, co. And it's part of it was 
you would drive 700 miles in one direction, do a show, and drive 600 miles back in the direction you just came. Like, whoever booked this. So you're doing that, getting $50. For the girls, <laughs> you had a choice between, if you wrecked your pantyhose, your choice was like dinner or, pa- or new pantyhose oh, yeah. for the show. So it was it was a rough ride. Right. And I... I didn't really resent it at first when Joyce hired me. She said, this is a shitty job, but it's a leg up a really ladder that's hard to get onto. Ah, the showbiz standard. You know what, though? It was true. So you you work every possible kind of stage, Mm -hmm. the shittiest and the best, the Mm -hmm. Guthrie and a tin can light. Uh, So you really, so there's that. But then we were getting more and more bitter because every time there was an opening on main stage, they would hold auditions. Mind you, we're there. We're doing every fucking Monday night show. Yes. Like you, if they don't know what you can do, why am and I need even you to audition here? at this point? They're not doing their job. They're not right. doing their job, and right. you're like, God. And then, and then Bernie and he would. We <laughs> called him. Well, those auditions were called Bernie Bake Offs at uh-huh. that time. He did because we already knew the outcome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You already knew the outcome, and also. It's like NFL hiring jobs with the Rooney rule. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like right. it was like That's this right. this round he wants people who do make a songs. This round he wants people who do foreign accents. I'm yep. not joking. Those sure. are two of the ones that were important. Staples of and improv. Y- you were just getting passed over. He would bring actors in from New York and we were just like, "What the fuck?" And what happened was we kind of went well, I don't know about you guys. Well, I can't answer for you, but I did say this to everyone. I don't know about you guys, but I came here to do that, to write material, my own material, not do, you know, old scenes. Yeah. So we started writing material on the road, and we started taking it out, taking Second City scenes out and putting our scenes in, like mm-hmm. the Ugly Song, right. which right. when we did it at, I think it was actually Vassar. Ah. It was either Dartmouth home, or Vassar. My hometown. So we're doing it. It's all-girl college, one of the big ones. Jesus, yeah. it was still all-girl then? Doing, yeah. yeah, and we were doing all the women. Ugly Song. Yeah. And... Which is, here's the lyrics. She was smart, but she, she was, was ugly. ugly. So nobody cared a bit, cared cared a bit. bit if she... Had Vassar. If she... Um, <laughs> of all the schools. If she won the Nobel Peace. If she or won she the Nobel... Up, if she won the Nobel Peace Prize, or, or cleaned she cleaned up, cleaned up, up globs of shit. shit. That was the first verse. <laughs> and... Um, Actually, that probably went well at Vassar, no? I, I couldn't tell you, but I do know <laughs> that someone that we knew we was in the well. audience, and somebody leaned over to somebody else that he heard and said... They don't know who they're singing to. Oh, okay then. And that person said they know exactly. Oh, who okay. <laughs> so we were doing that. Yeah. And so then, when the practical theater was back there, we went to Joyce and said, "How come we can't be back there?" Right. So we had like. We were also doing that shit on Monday nights when when we were in yeah. town. And so yeah, the, 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 even the, though we did the nun song, right? No, but we did our own stuff. We did it at the Chateau Louis. Yeah. You put it. You started working it into. Yeah, the well, show. me and Jimmy well, already had a backlog of material that we can pop in. Then, then, and but we because were they weren't paying attention to what we did on Monday right. nights, and that's, if if they did, they wouldn't approve. let us. Yes, and and that's right? a, that's a, there's yeah. another theme there. Do do as much as you can while they're not watching. Because you know they won't approve oh, we didn't care. Of it until I, I, it's done. I, I just figured care. if we I if I'm at least I'll I'll get out of this what I came for, right. which is to have material that I wrote right. and did right. and characters that I do. Yes. And, right. And that's so so then we we when we went we asked them if we could alternate with practical, which we did. It was like them a week. I don't know how long the all it was like a week and a week. I don't two weeks, I don't know. Anyway, so you're doing your show. And what's then they, and what's it billed as at the time? 
I don't know. I, I think it was just Saren, Second City Touring Company. Okay. Yeah. So that's, okay. So that's in the space, and you're sharing it, alternating, and yeah, then they. And, get and I would out. say Bill was responsible for compiling the material, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he just I, he just did because, uh, uh, and then he also he was talking to Joyce, so uh, he was you know he's. A, probably pricing Joyce. You know what? Jeff's not a bad guy or whatever. Sure, sure. Oh, at one point, wait, wait. Can I just go yes, back? please. At one point on the road, and I won't get into the particulars of this, Sure. but we were known as the Jeff, Jim, and Jane problem. And so we we kind of had a reputation of being like super disruptive, but we weren't really. No, like they weren't. It was just like. <laughs> we the, just wanted to do a running order that we could actually do. Right. right. You, you, right. L- it had nothing to do with writing our material. That didn't. Yeah, and and all, sometimes it gets confused that when you are passionate about something and really love it and you see a flaw in it that you would like changed, mm-hmm. often people get, um, I guess, defensive and think they're being attacked. Like, and, and I'm always a great message, horrible delivery kind of person, mm-hmm. like... You know, I can, I can, I can make you root against me, even if you agree with my argument. So we would do things that were could be considered misinterpreted. So yeah. when we arrived at a gig, when we're driving in that sh- van, whatever we were eating or drinking, we'd throw into the well of the door. And when we arrived, we opened it and threw out all this garbage, and that became our signature arrival thing. <laughs> now, you know, that could be misinterpreted, <laughs> and was. And so Joyce was like, you know, I don't know, you know, the way you guys behave, it's not. But and so but I was trying to reassure her. To well, she she didn't know all the things sure. that happened, sure. But because of certain people, she did know a lot of things that and happened. You, right, and you didn't know exactly how much she knew, maybe. No, but she didn't ask. She, she, she knew a she lot. She asked us. She her, would bring me in, like when the Jimmy Faye thing happened. She pulled me into the office, and uh, her thing was, why didn't you tell me about this? Right? I was writing the running orders, basically. Right. And, uh, and I, why would I? Right? So yeah. somebody told her. And eventually I said to Joyce, I said, Joyce, everything everybody says that I say about you is absolutely true. From the moment in the van, any shit, any complaining is absolutely true. And I go, what's the problem? <laughs> We're putting up good shows. Right, you know yeah. that you agree, and then then she was my champion after that. But well, I think sometimes these a lot of the, yeah. a lot of these people needed to be won over. We Del, were also getting pushback from other people, not just moles in our company, but sure. from other people that you're agitating too much to be doing your own stuff. Well, that was they were thing to stop us from moving right ahead. Right, right, and again, there's a, and the, these co- competitive. It's interesting. So often we are kind of rooting against our own interest. I remember the first team that got paid at I.O. And it wasn't a call for all of us to get paid. It was everyone going, why are they getting paid? I realize now the stupidity of that. Like, they were the smart ones. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who, you know, that would have helped all of us if we had hopped on board with that. If everyone had hopped on board with getting this other space, eventually there's six more spots we could all get which is what happened, but you don't see that through your own kind of selfish yeah. veneer. Or whatever. Bernie didn't want us to do it because he, he thought he'd be competing with himself. Yes. Right. Well, people who, who start improv well. theaters, <laughs> you know, the businesses succeed despite those people in every instance. 
It's not that their business acumen is great. It's that they have the drug of comedy and improv that gets them their talent and brings their audience. And Second City is a bar business, basically, or was. It was. I think they may have sold that, actually. Anyway, you guys are ready. You're writing your own material. You're you're looking. you're, You're eager. You're hungry. And it's not moving fast enough. But Bernie doesn't want it to happen. Joyce understands that maybe that it's a good thing. Some and not because there'd be three different touring companies doing shows back there. But we were the ones that were doing our own material. Right. I and think we, we became the main touring company at that. By that time, yeah. we were like the, there wasn't a name for it, but it was the, you know, the number the one. Ma- the main. Yeah. And, and if, let's say, four or five people had left the main stage, some of you probably would have been yes, in the we, order, did ostensibly. Happen. They're yeah. very interested in Jimmy and Jane. Primarily for main stage mm-hmm. future stuff. Okay, and and are they are they letting that be known to you guys? At the, or do you just kind of get the feel? I never got that feeling, but right. um, oh well, listen, you you went right into the. Uh, I I realize I understand yeah. I'm wrong, but yeah. but I never got the, I never you know felt a lot like depend that. on who never. would go in as an understudy when somebody was and out. I was always and that was helpful and so then. The, yeah, I was always understudying main stage. So yeah, yeah, yeah that that yeah. But and and Jimmy's yeah. sister was in the main stage. Right. Megan. Megan Faye is Jim Faye's sister. Yeah. Yes, little sister. I used to yeah. perform. Oh. We used to rehearse at his house in Joliet when she was a little a girl. Sure. She's, she's still only that size. Right. Right. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so, h- how do you start form forming this plan, or what what goes on to to get the this other Second Bill. City groups out? Mostly, this is. We didn't do anything no. to get the other Second City no, groups out. No, we didn't that, work. No, no, no. Yeah, we no. were just back but there. We're just right. better. You're back there, and you're writing your own material. And we made ourselves better. I mean, right. everything that we did, we rejected nonsense for that we've come up with that we might like. Right. Because for me, it was like, how do I recreate the original Second City company? So I talked to Paul, and I talked to uh, Dell. And basically, the story was that mostly the directors disappeared before the show went up. And that, and even with Dell, he would say we would have to figure ways to block scenes and stuff as an ensemble and what to do and not to do as an ensemble. And I went, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just be this ensemble. Right. And Donnie DiPolo was ostensibly the director, but tiebreaker. He didn't. He was, he was sick to, a lot. He was but he was also there to stop us. Sure. Right. He was Bernie's guy in there too. Yeah. I will say this though so, about Bernie. Bernie um, actually was really helpful to us, not in the way you would imagine, though. He would come back, he he watched the show once or maybe twice, and we didn't have it all together yet, but we had a lot of it. And he gave us notes, and the notes were really, really good. But he also told us how to fix things, and it took us a while to figure out that he was always right about what was wrong and always wrong about how to fix it. So you just take the first part and ignore the second. Once you got that... Right. Good. Well, that, that, I mean, that's that is helpful, but you have to figure out the whole it took equation a while. there. Yeah. And he is, so yeah. Don DePaulo kind of he knows he's got somewhat eyes in there, but Don is also uh, probably doesn't want. He knows you know who he is, yep. so he doesn't want to alienate in that way. And he also probably well, understands he if he liked you and liked you're doing good too, stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. There was no objection. He, just, yeah, he, yeah. he couldn't control us, so I, I think right. they could. They would call him in once in a while. Sure. See, and his thing was, I can't control it. Right, that's right. right. But that's great, you know. Yeah. Well, they they were afraid of that, yeah. of not being able to control you. Yeah. Right, they didn't understand. 
I don't think they understood what they that didn't want us to open. I mean, maybe Joyce did, but even that was Joyce so, wanted us to open, but she w- but she said, "I'll have no part of this." Yeah, yeah. So, so again, you're on your own because she didn't want to take responsibility. She know? didn't want right. We she wrote our own it. press release. But she would give you hints about stuff like that, how to do it. When to send it in, what it needed to be. what, And that was Bill and Ted Donner. Well, um, no, Jim Fay wrote yeah. our first But I'm saying line. it was... It, she kind of was... She never said, here, you guys do this. She would tell Bill, do this, and then Bill would come back and... Right. You know, it, she was the advisor. She but was with the, the caveat that she was Sergeant Schultz. Yeah, yes. She so nothing. Right, she knew... And, and, she, and for, she, she would absolutely deny anything and everything. Yes. Because she, I'm, she probably expected us to fail miserably, and and that it get out of our system. In order to right. open, yeah, that's right. we had to wait till Bernie left town. That's right. And so she was the one that would say he's going on a dig. <laughs> right. He did these archaeological. <laughs> and digs? he'd be gone for like a month. Right. Second, sure. Second city did not help us with press. We had to invite the press ourselves. Right. Uh, we didn't really have an official opening until after we got reviewed. Right. And uh, our opening night was a different night. I don't know if it's later or sooner. Yeah, party was, night. But yeah, but it, I just want to go into the mechanics of this. So you, it's already a, a rotation of some groups back there. But you're like, you know what? We want to do a run of cows on ice. You don't know the name yet, maybe, but we want to do a run of our sketch show, and and we want to open it like a main stage show, mm-hmm. except it's just back here. Yeah. Uh, and so you wanted to treat it like that, which would be different than a rotating group doing best of material. Yeah, and we know? were we really were the best company of it. We were really good. Yeah, and it's partially because we had performed for audience way before Second City. Yeah, of course. We had this, these chops. We were uh, club prov. Uh, yes. Well, and, that's, and once we were in the back there, Joyce didn't tour us. No. Okay. She so, so she let you go sign. back there. She that's let us. Saying. And work it right, right. So you're doing that show, and are you doing it in the traditional way? You're, are you doing sets at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. so you've got the template right there, and I say this so many times, like you're about the one example, and you only took it next door. But to me, the Second City sketch creative process is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, unparalleled, but it is rarely repeated anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and some of it is that it's hard to be able to every night do an improv set. You know, they've got the four, the years of history behind them and in the audience. And they're paying you. But I mean, for whatever, they're paying you. I owe's n- not necessarily paying. Like, yes. Well, they don't pay for the sets, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, you mean Second City? Yes, 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 yes. That's, that's why I would smoke a joint. And they're free. We developed, like, but we also developed stuff in the set. The G.I. Joe scene is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're developing a, a all these, th- this material again. Mirrors and, in the Border was mostly developed in the sets I, for yeah, cows. I, yeah. yeah, in the sets for cows, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. we only had, when we started cows, like that, what became cows, we only had like four or five pieces from the road, maybe four. Right. The ugly song, the nun song, I know right, I wrote on the, right. I wrote that on the. And, uh, and oh, we did pie from the comedy pie, range. Right, pie, comedy that's right. And things. then we had yeah. plays. So you, so you had, and like most show, you know, most most uh, rehearsal processes, maybe somebody will have a back pocket scene that they've been holding on to. You got a few things to, that you go yeah. into the beginning, but the rest of it you're kind of writing. Were you doing it topically? Were you thinking of, or yes. were you, yeah. Uh, uh, almost all of it, really. We wanted the scenes to be about stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we did silly things too. But you but wanted to do a second I mean, city my, review, like like James said. Yeah, except we were, yeah, we were topical. We were broader topical. than the main stage in the sense so. that yeah. uh, all our scenes, if, especially if they're about something, 
were incredibly entertaining for anybody that isn't going to get it. Yeah. Right. right? So that, that was our, uh, another, it's like the Simpsons. It's a, uh, you can yeah. Yeah. entertain and on two like levels. the G.I. Joe thing came because I went to the uh, water tower and we were walking through and there's a toy store and they had a G.I. Joe doll, which I hadn't seen in 20 years because right. they discontinued them. Yep. After and he Vietnam, came back. Right? right. And I went, this means we're going to war. Oh, that was my thing. We're going to war. This Reagan, we're going to war. And then me and Bill started working on this scene with a new G.I. Joe all decked out. And this guy that's got no eyes and no leg and just has been put through war the war torn. Yeah. The war torn. And Sifted to the bottom of the toy box. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the napalm was VO5. And, <laughs> VO5. Does that and a match. Yeah, so, and a match. So it, was, it sounds like, you know. For all intents and purposes, it was what ETC shows would be afterwards. It was. Yeah. Uh, and wh- how did you get the title Cows on Ice? <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Faye, because our There were two options. Huh? There were two options. One what? was going to be Bucket of Snakes. Yeah. And the what? other that that's where Bucket of Snakes, because it was yeah. bigger, bigger, bigger than, than, than a can of worms. It's a Bucket of Snakes. snakes yeah. But our choreography was we so a, terrible. We had a song called The Nun Number. Yeah. And I wrote this song about nuns. And you everyone was dressed as a nun. Right. Well, yeah, I do. I, don't get me started. Yeah. But <laughs> we were all nuns, right? right? And it was a, a, we got a choreographer in. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, we had a thing where the, all the nuns were in a line, like going backwards in a big circle. Right. like Very know, Rockettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, there was some Rockettes kind of stuff in it. And the song, I'm not a songwriter, so... The song was weirdly disjointed mm-hmm. musically. And Ruby was your musical director. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could have yeah. been another reason it was like that. No, that no, was no, me. No. Ruby, okay. Ruby fixed it as much as it right. could have been fixed. Well, in those days, Ruby, I actually want to know, like, was Ruby, like, yes. full full of piss and energy she and was. vinegar? <laughs> she totally was. And oh, yeah. she, she... She certainly wasn't. She one. fit right... I mean, she we fit right gelled in, right so together we because We totally of that. did. And, yeah. like, the... I knew that the nun song was like goofy musically, and she fi- it was unfixable. But she did as closest to fixing yeah. as you possibly could. And we doing that choreography, and Jim Faye says, says, says we're like, like a we're bunch like cows, of cows on, on ice. ice. Ah, and we, and just that during was rehearsal it. one so, day, and That's then right. it just comes out of something like that. And yeah. bucket of snakes, just so you know, uh, that name I reacted to that because the improv group mm-hmm. that I about once a month. When, when there's not a pandemic, do a show with, we're, we're Mr. Johnson, all dudes, and you guys are Bucket of Snakes, and now I know where that name came from. Yeah, yeah. bigger than a can of worms. That's glad, it's good that you were able to still save the name. And, and Cows on Ice had the same thing, and Danny Castellano did yeah, our poster for did our poster. It. So Dan Castellano, I, I tried to get it, I couldn't find it online, a picture of the poster for that. It's oh, in I've the Second got... City book. So Castellaneta drew that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right, so... He was he drew participating, the too, didn't he? Didn't he was an understudy for I us. I think by he then took, we had a utter yeah. back. So oh. he was there yeah. we a lot, right but not in the company. Okay. okay, so what did the other actors think as they know you're writing this show? The other Second City people, when they find out about Angry. This, they were not right, happy. Because it, I, I, I'm guessing that it's kind of, it's on the down low, right? If yeah. Joyce is kind of surreptitiously advising, but Bernie has to be out of town. But the waitresses all know. Right. The bartenders all know. Yeah. But we you weren't, know. I don't remember us interacting with Maine. So they were aware. They were aware. And they were still trying, there were some people who were still trying to sabotage Stop us. Stop it. Uh, for just because why? It's the threat to them? Yeah, because... People on the main stage? We out-reviewed them. Ah, okay. Every time. But even before, yeah, even before that then. happened, it we were perceived as a threat. And yeah. it's like, 
we're because we're not following the the party right. line. Right. Yeah, and but the, and that the, should be what Second City is like. Well, yeah, well of we course. We jumped the line in a way. Right. Yeah, that's that right. And it. they were pissed about that. But you that jumped the line. Oh, yes and no. I mean, yeah, we I were know. there longer than. Yeah, than we there. were that. And it's also you earned it. And, and, and I, this is something I used to get. There's a guy named Jason Chin who was in Chicago for a long time, produced a ton of shows, various. He's passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember early on, I'd be. And the shows were of various quality. Uh, he'd always get people when they were just starting kind of and, and get good talented people in their first shows and stuff. And I would be like angry about him doing all these shows. And I'm like, well, he's just pitching them and doing them. And that if they're shitty, that's whatever, but I'm not pitching a show that's better to go up. So I'm just, you know, that's kind of our instinct in a way Mm -hmm. like, Oh, here's some people who had the ambition and the wherewithal to put some shit together. And I'm going to be angry at them. (laughs) I didn't do it. And we didn't have a fear. I didn't have a fear of being fired. It was like, no, I don't think anybody. None, we never none of us thought that about was that. that. We didn't care, and that's what we really that's didn't we were great for the creative as low process. As right. we could go. That's yeah. right. It was like that's right. No one was ever going to put us on main stage. Not one of that's us. Right. Well, maybe Jim. But yeah, really. We and we were, were so sick of touring because touring wasn't what it became, where they'd be flying everywhere and have these great gigs. It yeah. was part it's of funny it was how hard. so much that was grueling. Is, grueling. Is, is so much of Second City is kind of being over it, and that's like the audition. Oh, I've auditioned three times. Uh, fuck this place. That's the one you get in. Yeah. 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 And it's like, fuck, I'm never going to be on main stage. This show's going to piss them off so bad, whatever. That's what then create, you know, like. Well, it was never about pissing anyone off. No, no. It was just no. about no, doing the work. I just want to do what I came here to do. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I the just pissing off is kind of. If you're pissed off, I can't And it's also them. a bit, a bit. Perplexing. Well, and then they got pissed because once we got reviewed and we opened, so we were getting a percentage of the gate. This is yes, and we so we were making more money than main stage, and, and only performing we four out. days because we were selling out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and and Sundays. again, rather than the main stage realizing our theater's bigger and has more people and is charging more, and we're getting paid less, why aren't we getting paid more? They decide to take it out on you for yeah, getting right. paid right. more. Than, again, the, the human beings, what's with us? But that's how we got an equity contract specific yeah. to ETC and so, after that. And there's a, there's a bit of like maniacal brilliance in this by Second City. So Bernie doesn't want you to do the show at all. You've basically had to do it against his wishes right. and working kind of around him. Show gets great. He wanted to fire us all. Yeah, he was there's really pissed. There's a famous pissed. story about so that. He want, well, then if it's a famous story, let me hear it. So... I think it was mirrors. Mirrors, yeah. mirrors. Like we managed to squeak through cows on ice, and I, maybe he thought it was a one one off. By and, then, I read right. in the Second City book. He said, "I saw the show. It was awful. Just pandering to the audience, from what I can remember." But yeah. he never. I don't think he did see mirrors. I don't think he saw. He it. saw cows. Well, I, it, this yeah. was just Whatever. in that Second City yeah, book. But, it, 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 but that, that was his mindset. He went. He we never all, saw them. After I read no. that, is when I put in the line about Bernie at the end of the play. Oh, so he. <laughs> so he, when we opened mirrors, and we had, like Bill said, written most of it. Yeah, or done it most. And it was a great show. And that Mirrors was, was a great show. The second show. show. Yeah. The is, review said. Mirrors the, is what you want to be. The, like ti- I, the title said you could go through the entire history of Second City this little review and not find a better company than this one. Yeah, yeah it was. And a, that really pissed me off. Like sure. So he, so again, we open while he's on a dig and he's driving home and someone had randomly left the Tribune on the car seat. I don't think it was random. Was It was his paper. I always thought it was yeah. a random paper. I, but anyway. The review the is there. Review. He reads the review. They left it for him to see. Yeah, ah, sure. and he picks up the big giant car he has phone. A car phone, of course. Right. And says, "Fire them all." Yeah. 
to he Joyce. He was mad we did yeah. a second show. Yeah. To Joyce. Luckily, yes. it was Joyce who answers that call yes. and knows when to ignore well, those calls. She's, she just reads the bar receipts and everything else and goes. Yeah. And after that, we're good. You're yeah. good to go. The bar receipts saved your jobs. <laughs> well, but they still tried to break us up. I mean, they removed That's right. my entire company. Or I would say my entire company. They just left me in the back space at a certain point. Because they took the main stage to New York because right. they, they wanted to o- they open there, and they did. And so they took most of us and put us up in front. Uh-huh. And, and Jeff was left with... Uh, well, maybe they pointed to you as kind of the ringleader. That's right. Exactly. Well done. Well done, Bill. Way to get out of that one. <laughs> uh, I've always been the Jeff. Oh, no, no. Uh, not these guys. I mean, I think. No, that, no, of yeah. course. But um, I love these guys. But, yeah. Um, they, so they would give me people that Bernie That's fired. Sure. That he wanted out, and he put them in our company. We had a company one time that had nine or ten people in it. Oh, he was just trying to throw everything. Just, just trying oh, to yeah. It it was yeah. So, so you're ma- how does the negotiation happen where you're making the money? The, the, the transformation, basically, where Second City says, wow, this is a really good idea that we almost didn't, that we tried really hard not to make happen, but now let's absorb them. Does Bernie enter into this? No. Or does somebody, Equity come in? Or? Somebody from us, I don't know who calls, knows this person, calls Equity. I don't okay. know who it was. But, uh, you. <laughs> you? I'm sure. Yeah. Look at him. He's sitting there. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, don't, don't apologize for unionizing. Yeah. So equity comes in and they ne- hammer out something with Joyce and Bernie. It's a, a less than contract, but we still get part of the uh, the box office. Right. Oh. Yeah. So that but was it, still working. But, but we ended up making somewhat less. We did make less than less what than we had were, been making. Still yeah. more but than the, the main. But the contract was better. Yeah. Right. And and for a lot of years it stayed that way to to where even maybe 90s, where the ETC and the main stage made the same amount of money, but the ETC schedule had two less shows That's in right. it. That's yes, right, yes. Uh, and then they rectified that and went to a per-show yeah. thing. And just uh, when we were off, I was trying to steer this towards saying that they should have you guys directing shows. Uh, Jane, in particular. I have, tr- I have you've tr- tried you've asked to direct a couple there. times, and well, now I we're hearing it. was shut down very Firmly. They right. said they had their own directing program and they used those people. <laughs> and then they hired Mick Napier to come back. Right and they after hired that, yeah. Frank, well, who's yeah. lovely. I love Frank. Yes. But you well, know what I mean? yeah. it's like, okay, okay, I get it. There's still a, there's <laughs> still, they, they want to maintain the white dude hierarchy in whichever thing they can. So again, I'll make another parallel. They've, they've conceded integrating the teams, but they still want the ownership and the management to be all of a certain thing. Now they they are and making ETC, strides in that, but but an ETC both in the uh, w- uh, women thing I don't know how else to say it and in diversity we were we were first first and 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 often more examples of the diversity yeah. in those in those stages. It's it's yeah, changing but now. We but did my company was the first company that had a, th- a four woman three man cast. I mean that. Again, and, that's and crazy. I will say the actors pushed back about that. The men pushed back, and I said, "I get it." No, no, but they there was a thing. They I were get like, it. A, and I said to them, and, and this happened. I said to them, "Don't you get it? You're going to be doing more." And that happened because there's only three of you. You have the, to play all the men. Right? All the men and all the, and they all of the clams. archive <laughs> material was written for five dudes, two women. So yeah. now, if you're three dudes, you're in every scene because every scene has at least three guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it, it's it's the adage that 
that people sometimes would say on the opposite end where it's like, yes, well, there's two women in the show, but you get all the women parts. But the counter to that is they would minimize the women parts. To yeah. make well, it's it, mother, it was mother-sister horror. Housewife. Yes. Wasn't mother. It that? Mother, 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 sister, sister whore, whore, housewife. Isn't no, that the mother show is that? my housewife. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Same. remember you put that in the show with Maureen. Oh, that was um, that was um, that. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, it's a blackout. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. uh, uh, but yes, that was kind of those were the roles that were open in that time. Uh, but like with the ETC itself, those you know, Second City hopefully is broke out of that and, and I know you've done roles that broke out of some of those there's a picture of you up in their offices of from the yeah, other that's, back that's with Bill that's um you're smoking that uh, cigarette uh, that's uh, uh, a junk shop junk shop yeah but junk I shop. will say when I went to the 50th I because we had been doing the alumni jams out here yes you know and all that one of the first people I ran into was Jenna Jolowitz and she was being interviewed but I'm an idiot and I'm like Jenna, you know, like, ah. yeah. so I'm talking and she turned to me and she was like, you, you're the reason I can do what I do. No one would let us do stuff. You played any fucking thing you wanted to play and it blew the door open for us to do. And I'm like, I did. Thanks. Well, that, and that's maybe but what never, thinking you didn't give a shit if you had the job or not, maybe led you into some of those choices that were braver than they would have been because you didn't give a shit. I've always been an independent person, and my <laughs> motto over my lifetime has become, don't wait to be invited. Well, and you guys did not wait to be invited, no. and because of that, hundreds, literally, of Second City actors, I didn't put the names, but I was thinking like Jack McBrayer, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Neil Flynn, all those, the, uh, there, there's many other names who never did the main stage, but are, you know, Second mm -hmm. City alums as much as if they did, it doesn't really matter, but thanks to the creation of that space, it allowed so many more actors to experience Second City and for Second City to experience so many more actors. You know, it's interesting because the ETC, even after it had been successful for years, was still considered not a main stage. Yeah. And to, to me... It was a main stage. Oh, yeah. It was a separate main yeah, stage. Yeah, it's to people still talk. Were you on main in stage, stage or, or the ETC? Yeah. It's like well, the other thing so was crazy. that in in the books, there's really nothing about the ETC. Yeah, about the real story. Right, right. And the, I think Texas City has chosen to go. Oh yeah, we were behind this 100. <laughs> percent This is some great thing we came up with, or whatever. And it's it's just it's not. It's not true. No, yeah. but that, that story would ring false, too, if you know really anything about... I just feel like I workings. personally have been erased from Second yeah. City. Well, I'll tell you, I don't have one of my pictures in their offices up on one of those office walls, and I've requested it. So I'm more erased <laughs> I think than I you am are. somewhere, though. You, you are. Right. You're on one of those big yeah. doors. Yeah. It's you with smoking the cigarette from the I'm other back. The, I'm in there, too. Yeah. yeah I'm not most in the other those, back. I'm in the, uh, the, the other picture. I just mean in terms of like what we did, what we accomplished. Yes, and and that's why I was saying I think the plaque would yeah, be a maybe nice. Maybe the first woman director. Well, he should maybe be on that plaque too. It, it would. It would. Yeah. It would be for the actors to see it of like the independent spirit that led to doing your own thing. Yeah. And and you're not. I don't know if you were the first touring company. I know you weren't the last to kind of write your own shit on the road. There's stories of McKay doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, a second running order or whatever. And and. Again, yeah, there's a little anarchy, but I, that's what it should be. Yes. It should be, we're doing this against the authorities, and that's why it's going to be so good. Yeah, except that it wasn't really that thinking. Basically, no, no. what we're trying to do 
was recreate the elements of the original Second City Company. Yeah. Right. That's really what we're yes, doing. That's right. uh, actually, a much more noble pursuit than what I said. That's <laughs> yeah. because uh, you're you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not looking to break, you know. It was our, it was our protection, too, in a way, because uh, by main, maintaining that type of sensibility uh, and creating a true ensemble, yeah. we were actually going back to uh, a roots thing. And that's also, uh, you know, I guess maybe it's a little bit of uh, what's it, self-righteousness or something. But um, there, you know, it's like it. This should be fun, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's what it That's was, right. yeah. And even when it was miserable, and it was because they tried to gut us so right. many times, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it still was. This is about the ensemble, even if it's people right. that they don't like, and they yeah. And we were there. always supportive of each other, yeah. Even when we weren't being supportive, I but, mean, but I, but I mean, maybe real, some of that pushback. You know, I'm not not that you were necessarily doing it as a fuck you, but it, it steeled you guys together mm-hmm. in that you had no one else. That's right. Right. That's and right. And nowhere so else to go. What right. What were we going right. to go do? That's so right. then that creates, there's no greater way to create an ensemble than that. Like Bob yeah. Dylan said, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah. So. We sure didn't. We, <laughs> we knew, we were we, way aware of that. We still had a couple moles. And, yeah. And, well, that's but always going that to be right in the, the building. The reviews were there. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. That that's was right. done. That's right. And again, actions speak louder than words, yeah. and they made the ETC a permanent part of the Second City from that point on. So yeah. I want to thank you. Uh, I'll put up a plaque in my house for you guys. <laughs> no, we have a plaque, but Bill's not on it. Yeah. Well, well, it's for, a plaque that says thanks to Jeff and Jane, I think, for maintaining. And the truth of it is, once we established the shows, you guys did I stayed there. Yeah. keep the thing going and the shows after that, so they you know, but I'm not talking legs, about the plaque for the continuing shows afterwards. I'm talking about the plaque for the first one. Yeah. So we will dis- we'll destroy that yeah, yeah, first yeah. plaque and put up another one. If they haven't destroyed it already. Right? Well, <laughs> I also think they should put up a plaque yeah. in the men's bathroom by the main stage and say this is where Joyce Sloan's office was, but we tore it down and put up a bathroom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, didn't, they didn't go for that idea, though. All right, well... <laughs> This was great. I learned so much. I hope our listeners learned so much. I'm glad you guys got to tell this story because I, not just me, everyone should know this story. And it's the Second yeah. City Podcast. And quite honestly, it wouldn't be the Second Citizens Podcast without this story. So now I can, it's an official podcast. Now. Go. That's, That's good. good. That's and good. thank you guys all. And I will, you know, hopefully see you guys improvising very soon. Thanks again for listening to Second Citizens. Make sure you're following our social media to stay up to date with everything going on over here. Our Instagram is at Second Citizens Podcast, and our Twitter is at Second Citizens underscore. And if you have a little extra time, go back and give us a five-star rating and give us a review as well. We'd really appreciate it.